Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 231st ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing great, Cameron. How about you? Not too bad. What? Got, a, got a big game this weekend. Yeah. Super oh, Bowl? the Super Bowl? You heard of the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't want to alienate any of our audience, but... <laughs> I don't care much. Not a Chiefs fan, not an Eagles fan. No, I will root for the Chiefs, obviously. We'll be at your house, so Mm. I'm, you know, I don't want to upset anybody. That's (laughs) where we were last time they won, too, so we had to repeat it, you know. Do everything exactly the same. Exactly the same. Mm. Yeah, I was making the argument last weekend that conference championship weekend is superior. Mm. And I'm not talking about, like, yeah the how the actual games play out but i feel like you have four teams that any two of them are probably good enough to win the super bowl Mm. so getting to see two games worth of super bowl contenders i think is pretty fun yeah yeah playoffs have been fun the uh 49ers uh, it's hard to win without a quarterback though yeah that wasn't so Mm -hmm. much of a great game no but yeah i like spoke my theory out loud about liking the conference championship better Mm. and then the games were well, the Eagles game was, yeah, kind of lackluster. Yeah. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Um, it's hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes, although I feel like what the Eagles did this year is pretty impressive, just kind of mm-hmm. building a team around Jalen Hurts and yeah. his specialties. Just went and grabbed one of the best wide receivers in football, Yeah, and it worked out. Yeah, they're really good on the offensive and defensive line i feel like when i watch the chiefs it's like how much can patrick mahomes overcome any other (laughs) problems on the team yeah yeah producer cameron calling your shot oh i kind of agree the eagles are probably the better team but it's hard to bet against patrick mahomes for sure quarterback's an important position in Mm -hmm. professional football yeah i think the eagles have gone a little untested so it'll be interesting to see it could be a lot of points Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I, yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, just give me a good game. Yeah, That's all I give care. Give me some points. I wouldn't mind, you know, let's see Patrick Mahomes lead a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. I'm down for it. Did yeah. you see uh, LeBron yes. is now the all-time scoring champ? I did see that. Mm-hmm. Passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. So is he the best ever? I know you're the, our resident NF, our NBA expert. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I, I'm probably not the right person to ask. Um I obviously didn't really see Michael Jordan play in his prime, uh, so I don't know. I feel like LeBron is is probably the best ever, but it's probably ex- extremely close. Just different kind of players. Yeah, I, I feel like I'll definitely, I'll always want to choose the player that I saw more, yeah. just because I want to be able to say I saw the best play. Mm-hmm. But it is crazy. He's number one in points now and fourth all time in assists, mm-hmm. and like top. 15 and three pointers made he's got a his points per game is like right there with kevin durant like fourth all time Mm -hmm. just crazy michael jordan highlights might be more fun to watch maybe perhaps i don't know there's some pretty good lebron highlights yeah yeah and just the fact lebron like as a junior in high school was on the cover of magazines Mm -hmm. talking about like could he be the best ever and then he basically just did that chosen one that's kind of crazy yeah, there's something about Michael Jordan being the first best ever. Like, I feel like there's just something about that you like, you can't really get past. Yeah, 
Yeah. But they could co- coexist on like a oh, starting all-time oh, starting sure. five. For sure. They play well together. <laughs> uh, what do we actually have to talk about this week? Um, two Mizzou games uh, and a road trip coming up that's going to be interesting. Uh, coming down the final stretch here. Uh, before we get into all of that, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, support us on Patreon if you want. Missouri Sports uh, Patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Let's see here. Mizzou basketball lost to Mississippi State 63 to 52. This is kind of how we thought it would go. Yeah. A little bit of an ugly game. Yeah. Even lower scoring <clears throat> than we thought. It was. Not a great game, but pretty much went exactly as we as we thought for the most part. Yeah, Missouri had no answer for Tolu Smith. He had 15 points, 12 rebounds, uh, shot 12 free throws. He was getting the line, doing whatever he wanted down low. Um, I feel like the biggest story of this game was the rotations. Uh, Coach Gates tried to counter Mississippi State's size. Right. And it didn't really work. Yeah. And... If there's anything for me personally that I can complain about a little bit with Gates' first year, very little to complain about. Mm-hmm. But some of the rotation decisions are kind of interesting, right. to put it nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how it, it's such a good thing that all the players seem really bought in and are like okay with that kind of being the strategy. Like this might not be, this probably isn't gonna be my night, but maybe next game I'm gonna I'm gonna play. 25 minutes or something like that that's kind of been Aiden Shaw uh just kind of alternating like he sometimes he doesn't play sometimes he plays 20 plus minutes it seems like just kind of depending on the personnel of the other team I mean obviously you love that your coach is thinking through that stuff looking at the scouting report um really trying to find mismatches and all that stuff but I thought that they maybe um kind of try to galaxy brain it a little bit on this one and against Mississippi State uh we had Major Majak out there like and honestly he didn't even play that horrible but um, I don't know. We had Caleb Brown out there for almost ten minutes in the game. I just, I, I didn't understand what what they were trying to do. Noah Carter played nine minutes total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It. We get Mississippi State back at home next week or in the next ten days or so. So, it'll be interesting to see if they double down on that strategy mm-hmm. of trying to go big or if they are just like we're at home this is where we're comfortable we're gonna put our smaller lineups out there and just try to run right i hope that's what they do yeah um actually a twitter follower made a good point um that we were still we were still getting beat um anyway like even with trying to mismatch trying yeah. to plan to play big we were just getting beat down low anyway diara was was struggling uh, we might as well just run and gun that's yeah because that's what we do yeah and just kind of stick to our core competencies here and yeah. just play what we're good at uh, and they yeah they tried to play mississippi state's game and it just didn't work out um coach gates did specifically mention aiden shaw in the post game press conference he said uh you know he's just a freshman he's gonna be a great player but right now he's just a good player and he specifically said you needed to see better rebounding from him um he like had some kind of advanced metric well it was like rebounds per minute on the floor mm. and he said he wanted to see that improve um i feel like you can't discount 
the feeling that we get that he that coach gates really does have these guys bought in mm-hmm. and yeah, i guess we don't know what's going on you know off the court but right. it feels it truly feels like that yeah so it's you kind of just have to give them for me personally i just kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt when you see these guys playing really hard for him and it doesn't matter like you were saying it doesn't matter if they have zero minutes this game if they if it's their time the next game they're going to come out and perform Mm -hmm. so and it's true Aiden Shaw is just a freshman I wonder sometimes how if that uh sort of coach speak when it comes to the rotations and personnel how trans how much do the players see through that Mm -hmm. and how obviously the the way that coach Gates is going to describe that situation to the media is different than how he's talking about it with the players themselves. Right. right. I guess if we knew everything, it wouldn't be as interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's still being more candid than I feel like Conzo ever was. Yeah. Because I do think that's true. I mean, and a lot of times that's how freshmen make an impact is use their athleticism to, you know, get some easy rebounds or um, do some Aiden Shaw stuff like follow up dunks and stuff you know just mm-hmm. i don't know get in there when they can and he's going to develop his game um as he gets older but that's that's how he's making an impact right now and he did he also specifically mentioned not wanting to like accelerate his development especially in the weight room mm. he said he's not big enough right now and uh he doesn't want to pressure him into gaining you know 20 pounds in an unhealthy way man that's kind of a breath of fresh air yeah i would agree (laughs) yeah and it does it's like uh it is reassuring because it feels like we're playing the long game here Mm -hmm. right we're gonna develop our players as they need to develop we're not rushing into a year one situation where we have to it's like sweet 16 or bust or ncaa tournament or bust anything like that exactly um this was one of the few games well actually so Missouri turned the ball over more than Mississippi State in this game. Uh, the only other game this year that's happened was the Kansas game. UCF was a tie. Uh, and now this Mississippi State game, Missouri turned the ball over quite a bit. And they weirdly only lost the rebound battle by one. So I guess that's where the size came in and helped. But um, it messed things up offensively, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, Kobe had 10 and 7. So kind of an off night for him. But he was... I mean, Golson had 12 points. It was like a normal Mizzou game, but we just couldn't really score. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Mississippi State has a great defense. I think they're, what, like seven or eight in Kim Palm on defensive efficiency. Um, fifth now. Fifth. They play, you know, they were kind of able to enforce their will as far as like how they want to play, I feel like, in this game. It seemed like a pretty low possession game, obviously, low, very low scoring. Um, great big man. They kind of just had all of the things that, like, well, if this uh, another team does this, it you know might cause a problem. Well, they had like all three or four of those things that really give Missouri fits that we've all kind of seen at different times throughout the year. They kind of have them all at the same time. So um, we knew that matchup might be kind of ugly. It was maybe even a little more ugly than we anticipated. And um, I think that they'll play a lot better. Um, on the second time around, I think they know, they know what to expect this time. They'll be at home. I think that game might be a little bit better, but this was it was not real encouraging to watch this first game. Yeah, uh, two point scoring, Missouri thirty seven percent, Mississippi State sixty percent. Yeah, Mississippi State shot awful from three. 
three for 20, but it didn't matter because they could get whatever they wanted down low. Yep. It's just amazing how different Missouri's played, or just teams in general, but, you know, especially Missouri, um, how different they, they play on the road and how they play at home. And I think they're shooting 29% from three on the road this year and, like, 36% at home. I That's mean, a pretty that big is difference. a humongous yeah. difference. And I don't, I don't know why it's that big of a difference, but you can tell when you watch. It's just a totally different team. Um, let's see here. Missouri bounced back, though, beat South Carolina at home, 83-74. It's kind of a weird game. South Carolina was never out of it, really, until, like, the last five minutes. South Carolina offensively did whatever they wanted Mm -hmm. until five minutes left in the game. It really looked like it was going to be, it was like Mizzou had like a four, like two to six point lead most of the way. South Carolina would, took a lead a couple times, but it just kind of felt like when Mizzou wanted to score, they could. Mm -hmm. But the same was true of South Carolina for most of the game. It was very strange and it just kind of showcased I don't know if the, if uh, Missouri's players kind of checked out a little bit defensively because they knew they could score on them, but it was it made me a little bit nervous. Just uh, South Carolina doing whatever they wanted. Well, Missouri doesn't have a great defense. I don't know if you knew that, Cam. Yeah, but South Carolina's offense, yeah, like I know, like even scoring seventy four points. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty uh, pretty hot the whole time. But it's just amazing, too. I mean, just talking about the differences between ho- uh, playing at home and playing on the road. So, obviously, we watched this absolute rock fight uh, is the last time we've seen him. And then within the first couple of minutes of this game, we're already in double-digit scoring. We're just draining threes like Noah Carter. Well, see, Noah Carter had a much bigger role in this game because South Carolina is, you know, defensively uh, yeah. a bigger opportunity. I feel like they wanted to just exploit um, South Carolina's defense and just get our best offensive players in there, and it worked really well. We still didn't play any defense, but it didn't matter. We just outscore everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, great game from Kobe Brown. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals. Those those nights are just like he's doing that yeah. at least that once a week now. Yeah, just does everything. Um, Sean East had a big game, 15 points and 30 minutes of action. Um, no Isaiah Mosley. Yeah. So if the uh saga continues yeah if the lineup questions and rotation questions weren't enough now we have that on top of everything else and uh i'm personally i'm just resigned to the fact that we'll probably never know what's going on there exactly and i don't know is there anything to even personally i don't want to speculate about whatever's going on with him personally but I don't know. Is there anything to say about this? Like, we have no idea, really. No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say at this point. Like, I, I thought we were out of this. Yeah. And because he'd played a lot pretty much every game. It at, seemed like the new semester, like, right. turned one, a new page. Once he was playing, he's, he was, he's been playing a lot. He started a few games. Um, he didn't play well against Mississippi State. I kind of thought he might be able to shoot us out of a slump um, against a team like that. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, felt like he was kind of driving in the lane and picking up his dribble a lot against Mississippi State. I don't know what what was going on against South Carolina. Not sure why he wasn't out there. Don't know if it, it can't. I can't possibly be some kind of matchup thing that that Gates has been doing. Obviously, I think Mosley's no. a little matchup proof. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Gigi Jackson 
he lived up to the hype. 23 points, kind of did everything yeah. offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you just got to be disappointed if you're a South. Are there any South Carolina basketball fans out there, first of all? Not many. Um, and for a five-star player to go to your school and then you just be bad, that's just really bad luck. Yeah. And he looks like absolutely the type of player that has zero reason to stay in college more than one year. No. Like physically, he's just elite measurables, has a really good-looking three-point shot. This The quickest... The quicker he can get in a NBA development system, the better he'll be. He might be gone midseason. <laughs> if he could, he, eh, probably what he should do. <laughs> um, so a loss and a win, of course. Uh, Missouri not looking good against Mississippi State and letting South Carolina score too many points, making that game a little too close. Nobody liked that as far as the computers go. Uh, Missouri now sits at. 18 and 6 overall, 6 and 5 in the SEC, 55 now in Kimpom, 9th in offensive efficiency, 185th in defensive efficiency. That's got to be one of the biggest splits yeah. out there, man. Yeah. That's ridiculous. If you look at just in SEC play, they're 4th on offense, 11th on defense. We're looking at some of the uh, seeding predictions for the NCAA tournament. Uh, Bart Torvik, who. Uh, the website that sims the season and then seeds them they have in their simulations missouri going 22 and 9 10 and 8 in sec play resulting in an 11 seed and but they don't have a simulation for the sec tournament obviously that makes a little bit of a difference Mm. uh espn has missouri right now as an eight seed cbs sports a six seed cbs all season long has been higher on mizzou than anybody else Mm. I take that. Hopefully they're right. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, six and 11. That's a huge swing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like if they had to pick teams for the for the tournament today, they'd probably be somewhere in the middle would be my guess. But, man, you definitely don't want to be in the 11 seed range because you've got um, potential for the play-in game yeah. as 11 seed. Uh, I, don't th- I don't think Missouri is going to be that low. I think that they'll, they'll finish higher than that if they just take care of business and the games are supposed to win. But, yeah, it's a, a little bit of a discouraging week for sure. We had a lot of hype coming into the week and um, kind of flamed out a little bit and had two two very difficult games coming up as well. So that's that's not the best. But if we can weather the storm here, I think we'll be, we'll be all right. Yeah, we've talked about it earlier. The last five games of the season are all very winnable. Um, some of them are like must win. You, you can't drop a couple of these. But... Looking at the SEC standings, uh, Alabama is running away with it at this point. They are undefeated still in conference play, 11-0. and mm. um, Texas A&M, 9-2. Tennessee, 8-3. Auburn and Kentucky, 7-4. and Arkansas, Florida, and Missouri, 6-5. and Yeah. So that's that right in the middle it's of the pack. Jumble. Yes, the one or two games can send you from 5th to 11th. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas kind of stormed back. I think they started off like one and four mm-hmm. in conference play. Um, they've been playing pretty well. Kentucky um, was shaky, but they've been doing pretty well lately. Yeah, definitely need to root against like Florida, Arkansas, Kentucky, um, and then Auburn's the four seed. So we've got a chance to beat them. Don't know if that's going to happen, but they're I think only just one game in front of us. So I mean, we're we're flirting with that double bye. I mean, it's it's not out of the question, but we're gonna have to win some games that. I don't think we're, we're going to win. Hmm. Well, 
Let's talk about a couple of them. Uh, the next game is a road game against Tennessee. Tennessee is 19-5 and on the season, 8-3 and in conference play. Uh, their five losses are to Colorado, Arizona, Kentucky, Florida, and then Vanderbilt. They lost to Colorado? What's yeah, Colorado like 55th in Kempom or something. Pretty random. Is that um, like a neutral game? Neutral yes, it site? was. Like way back in November. Mm. Uh, Tennessee beat Kansas in November 64-50. to Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, they are number three overall in Kempom. 63 on offense, number one on defense, number one in effective field goal percentage defense, and three-point shooting percentage defense, (laughs) and Tennessee's offense is number two in offensive rebound percentage. Yikes. Uh, The only... if you're looking for a bright side to playing Tennessee, Mr. Brightside. If you're looking for a Mr. Brightside, it's that Tennessee's offense can just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at two games fairly recently on their schedule that were like polar opposites of each other. So these were two home games in the last two weeks. They played Auburn and won that game uh, 46 to 43. I watched some of that. That was brutal. The shooting in that game, just one of the worst things you'll see. Uh, Tennessee shot 36% from two and 9.5% from three. (laughs) Auburn shot 36% from two and 11% from three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there's that. Just no offense for Tennessee, but they won because of their defense. And then they hosted Texas at the end of January. Scored 82 points, um, 67, sorry, 69% from two, 32% from three. Which so, still isn't great no, from three. Right. But they're yeah. not, a, they're not a, a very good three point shooting team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like their upper limit mm-hmm. to their good three point shooting. But uh, the craziest thing about that is the Auburn game had one more possession than the Texas game. They scored 82. Wow. On one fewer possession than <laughs> Auburn when they scored 46. So, we could hope for a bad shooting night from Tennessee. They it literally lost to Vanderbilt yesterday. Yeah. Did you already say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just barely mentioned it. Yeah. But, yeah, buzzer beater for Vanderbilt. That was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that game. I mean, for the SEC standings, I don't know that that's a good thing. I mean, Vanderbilt's probably not going to. They're right behind. They're uh, five they, and six. They're game now. behind us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's not a great thing for Missouri, but. You still kind of love to see the upsets. Yeah. Yeah, it just shows that they're not unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, beatable, you could say. It shows that they're beatable. Wide open, too. Yeah. Well, where's that three-point defense there? Yeah, they like... Uh, they just all just collapse, collapse. to the middle. Yes. Yeah. Mm, great play. Um, I would say Tennessee... I would put their starting five up against anybody in the country. Just incredibly balanced. Um their point guard, uh, Zakai Ziegler, is one of the best point guards in the country. He's just a sophomore, and he, as far as I can tell, he doesn't really have any NBA hype, so look be forward for to that for the next couple seasons. Now, are you a uh, Vescovi or a Vescovi guy? Well, I think that I, I should have just looked this up because I looked up the pronunciation of somebody else. Um, I think it's Vescovi. That's how. That's what they all like, the announcers have been they, doing this they've year. They've like pivoted to yes. that. Yeah, 
So I think at some point somebody realized, somebody realized, oh, we've been doing this wrong. Okay. He corrected him. But what about Olivier Camus? Olivier Camus. What about him? Yeah. That's another name. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so he's there. You start- that one up. Yeah, I did. Absolutely. I have to look fun. that up. That's understandable. Um, he's their, uh, like their starting center, basically. Um, and he's really good. Uh, good shot blocker, good rebounder, really crafty, um, can finesse you right around the rim, can, but he can still finish lobs. Um, really, their starting five is incredible. Uh, Ziegler, Vescovy, they've got a freshman, uh, Julian Phillips, who's like kind of surprisingly polished for a freshman forward. You would think like a similar comp to him would be like um, Jordan Walsh mm-hmm. at Arkansas, but where Jordan Walsh is kind of this raw developmental player that, you know, has uh, high highs but low lows. Julian Phillips is like, he looks like a veteran player out there just not really making mistakes super efficient with his touches and then uh josiah jordan james is a senior who i don't think anybody expected to play four full seasons in college because he was kind of a highly touted prospect that some people expected to make the jump to the nba earlier but he's kind of settled into the four spot where he's a little bit undersized for the nba but overall um Three seniors in their starting five, mm-hmm. Zakai Ziegler, and then the freshman, Julian Phillips, just really balanced. Yeah, just like such a solid like college basketball yeah. lineup. Yeah. yeah. Shocking that Rick Barnes would be able to put something like that I was like just about together. to say, I was just about to say, what do you think about Rick Barnes? You think he's a pretty good coach? Yeah, he knows <laughs> what he's doing there. Um, I feel like, especially with the turmoil uh, from the Texas uh, coaching staff recently. People flourish when they get away from Texas, man. Yeah. He, yeah, that's just kind of insane. Like, please don't ever let me see Missouri do that, where we, like, move on from a coach and then they just go dominate somewhere else. Not a good look. That's a, that's a Mizzou-type thing to do, but um, I guess you have to be good to start. Yeah. And then they have to leave. Go Mac Rhodes it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an example. Um, so, yeah, Tennessee, really good. Defensively. They're, I don't even know. They're going to put Mizzou in some bad spots. I think we've seen – I'm trying to identify what makes the Mizzou half-court offense just break down and not be able to do anything mm-hmm. because it's like they go from looking like a normal basketball team that can execute and find open looks to literally not being able to get a shot off mm-hmm. and, like, multiple possessions in a row right yeah just really stagnant a lot of standing around i think it'll just be interesting to, to see what they do with the lineups in this game and um i think they just need some offensive firepower i hope they don't try and get cute with the lineups again like put noah carter in there he's a defensive liability but it may not matter as much in this game tennessee's not as talented like let him just fire off some threes and because that's what he's best suited for i think is just um quick runs like he'll he'll just do that just drop three three pointers and yeah three straight possessions sometimes it's like i don't know i, I kind of feel like we just have to try and speed them up and get a lot of possessions in and start launching threes even though that's probably not like what 
the coach wants to do typically in a lot of situations i just feel like that might be our best chance to shoot over this defense yeah and they've been missouri's offense has flourished when they've pulled all five guys out of the paint mm-hmm. you know play kobe brown or noah carter at the five they're both just forwards you know and just swing the ball around the perimeter for an open look and then find cutters i feel like we've seen that work we've seen multiple times now trying to put a traditional big in there or like trying to use diara as a traditional big it's not really working i for stretches Mm -hmm. you know to give a different look it can it can work but when that's kind of the game plan going into it right we haven't seen that be successful yet i agree i recommend playing isaiah mosley also (laughs) coach gates (laughs) oh put him out there oh man i think that uh tennessee is going to win this game i think tennessee's going to win this game they we talked about rick barnes being a really good coach they lost a pretty significant upset on the road to vanderbilt big enough that vanderbilt's uh fans stormed the court did they yeah good for them i agree have fun um so i think tennessee is going to realize that uh, they can't just coast in some of these games they got to come out swinging and after a letdown they'll be firing on all cylinders maybe maybe a fairly low scoring game honestly the vanderbilt game looks like a fairly uh similar uh tennessee just lost to vanderbilt 66 to 65 i'm gonna say tennessee beats missouri 66 to 65 close game Whoa! wow yeah yeah yeah. okay give me a close game uh yeah, Tennessee's going to win this game. Um, I hope they don't run away with it. I, I th- I'm going to say 70-60, to 60, Tennessee. And while they are going to win this game, they are destined, I promise you, for that 3-14 game in the NCAA tournament, and they're going to lose. They're going to lose. If they get the two seed, though. They'll be fine. They'll like go to the Final Four. Exactly. Mm. But if they get that 3-14, they're done. I promise. Oh, and they okay. will. They will. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back around to that. I mean, they're just the prototypical three seed. Okay, okay. Exploitable by the high-volume shooting 14 seed. Yeah, that mid-major who just, like, has three guys shooting, like, 42% from yeah, three. Yeah, that team that's, like, 28-2. and two. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, you're getting, starting to talk about NCAA tournament talk. <laughs> All right, so then after probably losing to Tennessee, Missouri stays on the road and plays Auburn next Tuesday. Auburn is 17-7 and on the season, 7-4 and in SEC play, 27th in Kempom, a lot of sevens there. 58th on offense, 14th on defense. They're just solid, solid, like, shoe-in for the NCAA tournament pretty much favored to be a top four team in the sec tournament but they're beatable their offense much like tennessee's can go stagnant at times they are even worse three-point shooting team than tennessee 348th in the country in three-point shooting percentage that's bad that's exploitable um they're led by kind of a one-two punch point guard window green and uh, 6'10 forward Janai Broom. Those are two 
These names. These names, man. Uh, Wendell Green transferred from Eastern Kentucky. Broom transferred from Moorhead State. It's it's spelled like Johnny, so you got to be careful. There. Mm, no. <laughs> it's probably not how you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Wendell Carter is. I remember him being Wendell Green. Wendell Carter oh plays for the my Chicago gosh. Bulls. Okay, Wendell Green, Doyle Green. Uh, I remember him being one of the biggest transfers in the market two seasons ago. Uh, kind of a do everything guard, like point guard that can score. And I think he sounds like he maybe had a better season last year than he's been having so far this year. I think he maybe had some more weapons around him last year. I you kind of think of Auburn as that like high octane offense, which they can probably still do that. They can get up and down the floor for sure, but I'm not sure that's who they are as much as maybe they've been in the past couple seasons. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say so. Um, defensively, still pretty good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I know I'm this this Auburn team isn't exactly who I feel like they've been the last couple of years. I wish but we could have this game at home. Yeah. This being on the road is tough. Um, Bruce Pearl, obviously, uh, I don't like him personally. I, Why not? Well, yeah. uh, he gets his players paid. Always has, always will. So I appreciate him for that. But uh, he's just one of those, you know, when you're uh, a, when you're opposing, when you're a fan of the opposing team, you just love to hate him. Okay. Uh, but he is really good at taking whatever assortment of players he has and crafting a scheme to um, show their strengths, really. And this year it really is green and broom to just window green uses a ton of possessions is a, one of the best assist guys in the country can score in the paint, gets to the free throw line. I don't know. He's just, it gets a lot of steals. He's just like, he's everywhere. Prototypical, like excellent college point guard. And then broom shooting 55% from two, pulling down rebounds, blocking shots, efficient with his possessions. Those two guys really are that one-two punch. And I feel like Missouri's offense might be able to get some stuff done because Auburn is like small in the backcourt, but then has really good size in the frontcourt. And like I said, I've been trying to figure out what stymies Missouri's half-court offense, and I feel like it's big guards mm-hmm. that can kind of bully Sean East and Des Moines Hodge and just kind of force you to adjust your shot mm-hmm. keep and him, keep them from penetrating. Exactly. So I feel like the top three minutes guys in Auburn's backcourt are 5'11", 6'1", 6'0". So maybe there's an opportunity there. But when you go to the front court, it's 6'6", 6'8", 6'6", 6'10", 6'11". Wow, they play like seven or eight guys at once. Yeah, that's, that makes it really tough <laughs> offensively. Uh, but no, they've got several guys off the bench that can come in and provide size mm. on defense. So I really feel like if there's any game that Missouri could just shoot well from three on the road... Please. This, it needs to be this one. Please. Because there's an opportunity here. Yeah. I think I probably predicted the Tennessee game too close. Uh, I think the Auburn game, if if I had to pick, if I had to put money on it, don't put money on it based on anything I say. This is just a figure of speech. Uh, the Tennessee game, probably not actually a one-point game. I'm just kind of <laughs> like projecting best-case scenario is that it's like a one-possession game towards the end. Okay. 
The Auburn game, though, much more likely to be close down the stretch. Um, Auburn, one of their biggest weaknesses is they send teams to the free throw line a ton. Mm. So I want to sh- I want, I see Noah Carter in there, Sean East in there, because those are good uh, free throw shooters. Mm-hmm. Get to the line. Get to the line. Make your free throws. I think Missouri can make this close. Got those SEC refs. Yeah, I mean, call some fouls on us. Yep, not on us. When I say for us, uh, Auburn sends teams to the line. Like uh, recent matchup against Texas A and M, Texas A and M attempted thirty nine free throws. It's gonna be one of those two and a half hour games. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like I said this last week about Mississippi State, but if they could win this game, it would be one of the biggest wins of the season. Um, just because it's a team that's so similarly ranked to us. I mean basically we're in the almost exact same situation as Auburn I feel like record wise <clears throat> and standings wise um it's on the road it would just I'm not expecting it but I do think this would be one of the biggest wins of the season if they could pull it off and Auburn uh does play Alabama on Saturday and right now Auburn has lost four of their last five so they could be looking at five of their last six mm maybe slumping a little bit maybe kind of feeling down on themselves never know i'm gonna say auburn wins this game um i'm gonna say it's 74 69 i'm yet to see i'm I'm yet to see missouri stop anybody that's the problem yes that's understandable um i think I think Missouri could win this game if they just make enough threes and get to the line enough, which is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this game, I'm going to try to reverse jinx us here. I okay. think this game breaks the streak mm. of winning when you score 70 points. I think Missouri's going to lose. <laughs> and score 70. Score exactly 70 points. I think... Uh, You just picked two good of scores. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going 75-70 to your 74-69. Okay. 29 to 27. Was it? What was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. Like I got to bring that up every once in a while. If Missouri can like get to the free throw line 25 plus times, like some of these Auburn opponents have been doing, as long as it's not like Diara getting exactly. to the line. Yeah. 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 Get goals into the line. This this can happen, right? Yeah. Golston, yeah. East, Carter, Kobe Brown, get those it guys to the free throw line. Nick Honor, those Break guys. Break out of the slump. Man, making me Manifest want to predict a win. The ball here. going in the basket. Yes. The whole, the whole time, just getting ready for the game. Just think about that ball going in. <laughs> yeah, if you're shooting less than seventy three percent from the free throw line, it's over. You don't Forget don't it. even put them in the game. We need guys in there that can make free throws. So let's just imagine here for a second that Missouri loses both of these games because that's that's what Kempom's predicting, that's what Vegas will be predicting, and that's what we predicted. Um, that would put us at. We always do this. We get above five hundred in conference play, immediately lose a game. So if we lose two, we'll be at six and seven with five winnable games left, especially the last three of the season, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss. 
Two of those are on the road, but still kind of scary, honestly. Yeah, and Georgia's not looked bad. Mm-hmm. Let me click on Georgia for a sec. Georgia, they four. Just, they just lost to Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, I watched that. That was, that game was on before the Mizzou game. It wouldn't end. I was having to watch the score in the little box in the corner. <laughs> Ole Miss, like multiple times, had a chance to put that game away and just couldn't do it. They won, but like they were up by four with like. 12 seconds left and it ended up being like a one point game um yeah i still am super optimistic regardless even if missouri loses both of these games i think we're barring a disaster against one of those last three opponents i feel like worst case scenario is what uh bart torvik is predicting Hmm. Worst case, seed. yeah. Worst case scenario is like we're a bubble team. So does that mean, Cameron? You're saying that Missouri is a lock for the NCAA tournament? Ooh. Sounds like that's what you're saying. <laughs> okay, let me uh, hedge it a little bit. Okay. As much as, not as much as a team could be a lock, but like, uh, hmm, how do I say this? I think they're being, a lock. Okay, it's okay. You can be confident. It's fine. You can say it. I can't. You're strong in your convictions. I can't do it. <laughs> they're they're a lock. They are. Yeah, we haven't seen a Missouri, a Dennis Gates led Missouri team just like you know collapse. Mm-mm. So it might not ever happen. They haven't lost three games in a row this season. They've got those back to back losses to A and M in Florida earlier. And I think that's what we're gonna see: two losses here, but then bounce right back. Yeah. Go on a tear to end the season. Yeah, just know it's it's okay if they lose. Yeah, plenty of uh, greener pastures ahead, I believe. All right, they can pull off one of these. I think Auburn's going to be a real close game. Could be close against Tennessee. Tennessee just needs to have a bad shooting night. Remember when we almost beat Auburn, number one team in the country, uh, was that last season? Was that just last season? I think season? it was. I think it was. That feels like. What was it? A Jamar- lifetime ago. Jabari Smith, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, guy from Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. He's f- good. 55-54. How did you found that really fast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. Jabari Smith only had five points in that game. Hmm. Walker Kessler. <laughs> What's he doing nowadays? He's uh, not in college. Must be in the NBA. Yeah. Wow. So is Jabari Smith. That's true. <laughs> All right, that it for this week? That's it. Okay. Uh, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Groffalo, Brandon Hanks. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We're on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week. Go Chiefs. Uh, Yeah, go Chiefs.